morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the second hour of the Live with Rank Show's Free Speech Friday edition. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to partake in my offer for you to produce my show or even, uh, I guess we can put it this way, choose, that's what a producer does, choose what you're going to talk about today. Today's the day. 269-441-9595. It does not have to be what I or someone else is talking about. And certainly you're able to call in uh, or if you have uh, something to say about what we're already talking about. That's not an issue at all. Hey, here's another great example of why government is just the greatest job in the world. I mean, these guys really landed the golden ticket. Think about this. In what world, in the real, let me put it this way, in the real world, can you vote yourself a raise? Have any of you ever had a job in which you can vote on a raise for yourself and get it? The Michigan Liberal Citizens Redistricting Commission voted yesterday to give itself a 7% pay raise. And they're saying, well, that's just because of inflation. How many of you are getting 7% pay raises to take care of inflation? The increase was approved 8 to 3 and will boost these people's pay from $55,000 to $59,000. Here's a problem, though. And I reported this to you a while back. They've spent so much money. They're in the red $1.2 million. So they're in the red $1.2 million. And they vote themselves a 7% increase. Now, it was only the Republicans. Some that voted no. Two that weren't there. And an independent who voted against this. So they're in the red, $1.2 million. But they're saying the reason that we shouldn't be worried about this raise, which will cost about $32,000, is that they're going to save about $100,000 because their general counsel resigned. Okay. Don't worry about the $32,000 we are paying ourselves. We're saving 100000 because our lawyer quit. And I guess it's just ongoing fees they were paying. You're going to have to hire another lawyer. But there's a bigger problem. You're in the red $1.2 million. Even with the 100000 you're in the red $1.1 million. Or now $1,132,000. The chairwoman said, quote, by failing to increase the salaries, we're effectively reducing our salaries because of the inflation rate. Her name is Rebecca, is it Statalia? Non-affiliated, it's supposed to be an independent person. Really? Okay, I get it. You're right. You're right. Due to the uh, policies of the Democrat Party, yes, you're right. But how many of us who pay your f salary can vote ourselves an actual raise. And they're done, basically. So I really don't know what's going on here. 
One commissioner, Republican Doug Clark, voted against the increase, said, quote, I don't believe that we should have a salary increase based on our workload diminishing at this time. I don't think it's a prudent thing to do at this point. Right. They aren't doing anything anymore or not much. So I just thought that was funny. Let's go to the phone lines. It is Free Speech Friday. And let's talk to Matt in Battle Creek. Good morning, Matt. Welcome to the show. Hey, Ray. Hi. Uh, I'm just going to try to get this out real quick. Um, the Soviet Union fell in 91. In 94, Clinton paid the Ukraine, I believe, $1.7 million to return the nukes to Russia because they were built under the Soviet Union. Did you say 1.7 million or billion? I thought it was million. Don't quote me on that. I got to believe it's billion. If they sold out for 1.7 million, they're idiots. <laughs> well, it was the 90s. I, I don't. We didn't have as much inflation after Obama. <laughs> but and then in '99, Clinton come under attack for giving billions of dollars to Russia to help their economy, and Clinton whole thing was um, the friendship with America and Russia was going to bring world peace. In 2002, Bush met with Putin at his ranch. It was two weeks later, a month, he gave a speech, and he ended, I probably going to say it wrong, the anti-ballistic missile treaty we had since 72, which capped the amount of missiles that each country and factories to make them could have, because Bush claimed we needed more missiles to fight um, I, not Iraq, I'm saying the whole country, but fight terrorism in the Middle East. Putin at that time said this was a mistake, which created the arms race and armed Russia. 2010, let's not forget uh, uh, uranium deal with the millions of dollars that went to the Clinton Foundation. 2014, the debacle with Obama. Let's also not forget Pompeo paid $5 million to the Ukrainian church to break away from the Russian church and become their own. own. Now, hold it. I never heard that one. Pompeo yeah. negotiated a deal uh, to pay $5 million to a, the Ukrainian church to uh, yep. extricate itself from the Russian church. Yeah, before that, the Ukrainian church was under the Russian Orthodox Church, and I won't be 2018. Well, why would he do that? Uh, I've they, never heard that, so if you can send me any source on that, that would be awesome, but I, I have never okay. heard that. Why would he do that? Well, the, that's trying to, to separate this break between Ukraine and Russia. Why, why are we over there? Why did, why did we make them give their nukes back? Why did we give them billions of dollars? Why did we end the treaty? Why are we... And, and what do you think I the answer is? Well, all this, right now, what are we we're talking about? We're not talking about China. If Russia and Ukraine nuke themselves to ashes, it's not going to affect our... It'll be sad. I mean, I don't want that, but it's not going to affect our lives. Right, so your well, position, and that's the question I asked yesterday. I asked all of you, and I ask it today. It's open. What should we do? And the weird part is most Republicans are saying that what, you know, what is our strategic interest in there? 
and, and the Republicans are supposed to be the war hawks. Well, it's the Democrats now. They're the ones who, many, not all, and right now Biden's saying no, so I want to make that clear. We're not going to war with Russia, uh, at least over Ukraine. But many in his party are asking for us to go to war with Russia, which is very odd. I'm asking all of you guys out there, and it sounds like you are, Matt, someone who would say you're not for actually uh, any boots on the ground there, right? No, well, I want us out of their business. As far as now, this, I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to make an opinion on Putin either way. What I think is Putin has a big uh, has a, a spine. Biden doesn't, and th- he he has said, "You will not make Ukraine a NATO nation." Now, right or wrong, Russia has intelligence just like we do. They have spies. They have. This is the real world. Worrying about if a a man can go into a woman's bathroom or if a man can cut his thing off or worry about some slavery that happened a hundred, that is not, that's what they've distracted us with. This is real world. Putin said, you're not going to make that a NATO country. And I believe we're over there messing around. Yeah, but but, but I, I don't believe he that is the reason why he is doing what he's doing. I, I know that he came out and he said that's why he's doing it. And he's saying he wants to denazify it. So I don't know why the left is not actually trying to support him in that. Apparently they're not. They, they, they don't want him to not denazify. The denazification, I think, is the wording he used of the country, which is odd that the left's not trying to help him with that. Uh, but that's, that's a whole nother thing. Uh, he's there. And as I said it a few days ago, uh, this is for something much bigger than all that. NATO, uh, Ukraine becoming a NATO country, he knew that wasn't going to happen, certainly for a long time, if it was to happen at all. And if we would have came out and said, okay, we'll promise you that, uh, A, you are looking weak, and and B, although, I mean, it's an option on the table, and B, you, that's not what he's doing. He's doing to re, not even... to reestablish the Soviet Union, he uh, is going to reestablish the Russian Empire, which much was much bigger than the Soviet Union. And, and then this is all opinion, so you could be right, but I don't. I believe that you have to look at the, the geographical location of Ukraine to um, the Baltic or the whatever seas right there. Black Russia. Sea, right, right. He, he, we, we don't realize how blessed we over here to have the land we have if we were surrounded by except now we got now we got canada though matt now we have canada on our uh northern border and we got to worry about them because they're all into the whole uh uh, uh, dictatorship thing so all right i gotta go i'm at the end of a a segment here appreciate you calling in 269-441 nine five nine five it is free speech friday you can call in and respond to what matt was saying or with whatever you'd like don't worry about changing the topic you listen to me rank on the live with rank show and we'll be right back after this huh i don't know what happened there ladies and gentlemen but i uh, more fixes that have to come our way thank you guys sorry i had a great song picked out too for that 269-441-9595 i just wonder where we even are right on this thing here was i looking at the wrong thing 
It could not just be user error once again, could it? Ah, possibly. Who knows? Who, who knows? We'll find out. That's for sure. Hey, it is Free Speech Friday, I was, as I was saying. 269-441-9595 if you'd like to join the show. Give us a call and a thought about what we're talking about or whatever's different. I was telling you, or something different, I should say. I was telling you guys about uh, this uh, Michigan's Democratic Citizens Redistricting Commission. And I've changed the name. It's me that changed it from independent to democratic because we know that two independent commissioners actually either didn't tell the truth to whomever was picking them or whoever was picking them didn't look into their background and just believe what they said. And that is that they're actually Bernie bros. They're not even like left to center. They're far left to center. And that's why I call it the Michigan Democratic Citizens Redistricting Commission. They just voted themselves a raise. Wouldn't that be awesome? 7%. 7% raise. The 13-member commission is, leaking, is seeking a legal opinion on what the duties of commission members are, when it expires, and how to handle the pay moving forward. I guess all you really need to know from this story is that what a great job it is when you work for government and you can vote yourself a, a pay raise of 70 or of 7%. All right, back to what I was talking to you guys before, before we got into a bunch of phone calls and the interview. Uh, Governor Whitmer has signed a bill that they believe, they being her and Democrats and Republicans, it was a bipartisan support, not full bipartisan support, but bipartisan support, to actually fund or, or uh, they believe what will reduce prescription drugs. And I, I don't really understand how government believes they can reduce restriction uh, prescription drugs or any cost of any product unless they start funding uh, the development of, let's just use the drugs, prescription drugs, which will then lower the cost of these companies. And then they'll be able to pass on the savings to you, or they can make sure they pass it on because they funded it. But then again, they would be funded it with our money. So it's the same thing. They're going after pharmacy benefit managers. They contract with pharmacies. They negotiate the discounts and the rebates with the drug manufacturers. And they process prescription drug claims. They also are um, involved with pricing to some extent. And it appears that these bills. It says one of the bills creates the Pharmacy Benefit Manager Licensure and Regulation Act. Under it, by April 1st, 2025, so why so late? And following each April 1st, a Pharmacy Benefit Manager must file a transparency report. The report must include information on the prices a Pharmacy Benefit Manager charged a pharmacy for a specific drug or class of prescription drugs. Again, you have to ask yourself, what is the end goal of this how is this going to reduce prices if the pharmacies themselves aren't dealing with these people in a way that they should be dealing with them if they're not negotiating these contracts good enough for their own pharmacies is that on the pharmacy benefit manager or is that on the pharmacy the legislation makes pricing practices fairer 
increases transparency and helps customers afford the medications they need to live their healthy lives, said Myers, president and CEO. So he's in on this. Okay. But again, Rick, Rick Keyes is the Meyer president, president of Meyer, uh, I guess pharmacies and, well, Meyer stores. So what should the government do about your pricing? Should it be transparent on your pricing? Because I know when I go to one Meyer in one uh, part of the state, their price is different than another part of the state. At least I've seen in the past. So should that be regulated? 269-441-9595. Michigan House okays allowing doctors to prescribe unapproved COVID-19 treatments. That measure passed 56 to 48 on party lines. Republicans said yes, if a person is dying and all the drugs that they're getting are not helping... We should allow the doctor to be able to possibly do some off-label prescriptions to possibly save this person's life. And the Democrats said, no, we don't want that. Now, common sense tells me why would you not want that? It's called the right to try law. It allows specific patients with willing, quote-unquote, doctors to explore using at times untested and potentially dangerous treatment options for the disease caused by the coronavirus. Now, this is written by Dave Brochure from the Detroit Free Press. So it is not written as a news article. It's an opinion piece, as you can, as you can tell. Because as a news article, it wouldn't go into, and I, I'll give you some examples it wouldn't use some of the wording they use. Patients would need to sign a form acknowledging that the potentially harmful side effects of the medication, okay, insurance does not need to coverage the cost of the drug or treatment of negative reaction, and they may risk the eligibility for hospice care. So they're punishing these people for trying something to save their lives. Again, this is if nothing else is working. This is if all the quote-unquote doctors and scientists who are trying to save your life with the drugs that the politicians and bureaucrats said they can use, and it's not working. So it's either you're going to be harmed greatly for the rest of your life or you're going to die or try something new and the democrats here in the state of michigan said we do not want to give those people the ability to try something new we do not want to give the ability for the doctors to try to save these people's lives because they care about people right they tell you about it every day how much they care if it's a last chance if it's a hail mary like they do in football the hail mary throw what do these guys care One of the sponsors, State Rep. Mary Whiteford, Republican from Casco Township, says the measure offers hope to a patient on the verge of death. Quote, shouldn't a doctor have the ability to make a decision for his or her patient? End quote. And the Democrats here in the state of Michigan, all in the House, all said no. 
They all said no, a doctor should not have the ability to make a decision for his or her patient who's on death's doorstep and whatever treatments they're giving them is not helping. How can these people tell you they care about people and then vote no on something like this? Quote, a doctor is specifically trained to take all research into consideration and decide the best course of action for their patients. Today, we can ensure that every one of us and our loved ones with a diagnosis of COVID has every opportunity to live, end quote. And the Democrats said no to that. They argued the bill is redundant or hamstring state efforts to curtail bad doctors peddling quack remedies to desperate patients. So then go after the doctors. Don't harm the patient. State regulators are already investigating doctors who have allegedly disparaged the safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines or written fraudulent mask waivers. It's, it's, it's like they're in this war and they have to win every battle and they're not doing what us bureaucrats tell them they should do. Well, what do you bureaucrats know when you're talking about doctors? You're not doctors. Well, our doctors tell us. Oh, really? The ones who've been not telling us the truth, covering things up and lying to us for the last two years? Are those the doctors? Are those the same doctors that follow science but don't believe in biology? Are those the same ones? Biology is no longer a part of science because, right, men are women and women are men as long as they decide that to be. And that's that's following the science. So my, my point being is, why are you getting in between the doctor and the patient, these bureaucrats? Well, there may be quack doctors out there. Well, yes, there may be. There's plenty of quack politicians like yourselves out there. But there's a lot of good doctors out there that may be able to save your life. There's more, but I got to go to break. You're listening to Live with Frank. It is Free Speech Friday. We'll take some phone calls coming up right after this. 269-441-9595. Listen to Live with Rank. I appreciate that very much. It is Free Speech Friday, so call in with whatever you'd like, 269-441-9595. Here's another open question. If someone's dying and the treatment that the doctor's giving them is not working, should the doctor not have the ability to go what's called off-label or even experimental drugs to try to save that person's life. Yes. Are there quack doctors out there that will take advantage of that situation? Yes. Just like there's too many quack politicians. But the there are plenty, a 90, you fill it in 9% of doctors who aren't quacks. And if it was your mother, father, brother, sister, wife, friend, whatever, coworker, and they're dying, and all the treatment that you're getting from the bureaucrat-approved drugs are not working, why shouldn't that doctor be able to save your life, possibly, with something else? Every Democrat state representative said, no, the doctor should not be able to save your life in that circumstance. You know, we're talking you're on the verge of death and nothing's working. No. 
because that's going to hamstring our bureaucrats from uh, curtailing bad doctors, peddling quack remedies. What hamstrings you guys from peddling quack politics and policies? That's what I want to know. If these people want to try what they need to try, if these patients are on death's bed or in death's bed, on death's doorstep, allow them to try to stop that. State Representative Livonia, Democrat, and a microbiologist, Pohetsky, said, quote, intentionally or not, this legislation plays into the conspiracy theories and misinformation propagated by foreign governments, snake oil salesmen, and random men with podcasts, none of whom are better situated to determine patients' treatment than a medical professional, end quote. This woman, again, how do these people actually work in real life before they're elected? And she's a microbiologist? Now, remember, she just voted no to allow a medical professional to save your life when nothing else is working. And then she sits there and says that none of whom are better situated to determine a patient's treatment than a medical professional. Laura, you just said no. Yeah, you just said you as a bureaucrat know more than that medical professional. And you know it's political when she says random men with podcasts, Joe Rogan. It is the height of hypocrisy, if you ask me. What do you guys think? 269-441-9595. Let's go to the phone lines and uh, Battle Creek. Talk to Charles. Good morning, Charles. Thank you for holding on. I appreciate that. Welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, good morning to you, too. And thank you for letting me uh, chat on here for a minute. Um, going along with your doctor issues, um, one of the things is, uh, hear me out here for a minute, um, that got me on this little rant thing is I just seen an older lady go and push and hold a door knob and try to get that, but then demand a clean stylist to do a sign on a, uh, thing. Uh, uh, was can I ask you a question? I'm sorry. Are you on a, on a speakerphone? Uh, let me turn that off. Yeah, then. yeah. It's very, guys, don't, it, it's fine to be on speakerphone until you come on air. But once you come on air, if you can go off speakerphone, because we're, I, I think we're already having a little bit of difficulties. I'm getting emails through the show. Of people are having a hard time hearing the callers. And that's maybe some tweaking we have to do with this new processing board and everything. And we'll get on top of that. But I can tell you that doesn't help. So thanks, Charles. Let's see if that's better. Go ahead. All right, can you hear me now? Uh, it's a little bit better, yes. It's a little bit better. So you were talking All about, right. you're, you don't understand how you saw a elderly woman just go and open a door and then go into wherever and then asked for, go ahead from there. Uh, a clean stylist to sign on a, um, one of those pads to do on there and was just demanding and was all upset uh, about yeah. how this is not clean and all that stuff. <laughs> so you were there when you, you, and so you thought it was interesting that she used her bare hand to open a door uh, that everybody has touched and then asked for yep. uh, sterile, uh, a person to do whatever. And it's, again, you're, you're, you're it's, I'm to not getting, I'm not to, to sign, 
for a pencil that was clean. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I, I mean, I know where you're coming from. Y if you're not worried and about I opening... I explain to her about the situation when doctors used to not wash their hands and, uh, and running water, and how actually running water is better than the, um, just putting on the uh, Perel stuff. And she just didn't want to hear anything about how what was better, yet she has this habit. And it's a thing I think it goes all along with what you were talking about with the doctors is that in bureaucrats, it's a habit that they want to just keep for their agenda, and it must work for everybody. And they don't want to care about that it doesn't work for everybody. Right, right. All right, Chris, uh, Charles, thanks a lot for calling in. I, I hear what you're saying, and, and uh, it's a legitimate uh, concern or thought. Thanks. You have a great day. Line just open up, 269-441-9595. That is interesting. Very interesting. It is Free Speech Friday. Love to hear from you. We got Melanie and Tim on the board. There's plenty of lines open for you guys to give us a call. That's the beauty of our news new uh, station got a lot more lines than i had before because before when things were getting hot getting a lot of calls people would get that busy signal i i doubt you're going to get a busy signal signal anytime now again you're listening to me rank on my fry free speech friday edition of my show the live at the rank show we'll be right back after this to talk to melanie and tim and possibly you 95.3 WBCK. Worried about the Dean's List with Janice Dean. The world's biggest cat makes today's Dean's List. Keffer lives in a small Russian town with his owner, Yulia. She bought Keffer two years ago. This kitty is so big, people think he's a dog. Yulia says she had no idea this ordinary kitten would become so big. But she says he's very smart and behaves calmly. He's also very affectionate with others. Keffer has one habit that Yulia has not gotten used to yet. At night, he likes to climb up on his owner and sleep on her. When he was a kitten, it wasn't an inconvenience. But now that he's so big and heavy, it's tough to have any room with him close by. Keffer the cat weighs 28 pounds, and it's expected he will continue to grow until he's around three or four. When asked if Keffer is real, Yulia says it's all him. Keffer and Yulia, thank you for sharing your story. It's Possum, Janice Dean, Fox News. First Responders Children's Foundation takes care of the children and families the brave ones leave at home. Text BRAVE to 24365 to learn how you can help your first responder community today. The 95.3 WBCK Morning Show with Lacey and Brandon. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on WBCK and worldwide on the WBCK app. As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your you're listening to the Live with Rank Show. Appreciate that very, very much. It is Free Speech Friday, 269-441-9595. If you guys would like to, well, 
help me produce the show or add to the content of the show. would love to hear from you. So let's do that. Let's go to the phone lines. And from Plainwell, Michigan, Melanie. Good morning, Melanie. Melanie, thanks for holding on. Good morning, Meg. I know I usually call about education issues, but there's been something that's been bothering me. As I watched the uh, trucker uh, in truckers in Canada, their protest, and I was thinking about our January 6th protest. We didn't have trucks, but we had a lot of people. And one of the things that bothered me is that it didn't seem like any of the Republican leadership took time out to meet with the protesters to find out exactly what they wanted. Just like the problem with Trudeau and his government, they didn't take the time to talk to the truckers and find out what they wanted. And I think the press got carried away and insinuated that the people wanted the election overturned. But, you know, something I found out that I did not know is on January 5th, the Pennsylvania State Senate sent a letter to Congress and to Mike Pence uh, expressing their concerns with issues of voter irregularities, and it asked for a delay in the counting in the, of the Electoral uh, College so that they could do proper review to ensure that it was, uh, it was there were no problems with it. And so it's... Not only did the Republican leadership not take the time to talk to the protesters themselves, they they buried the story. They didn't really make an issue uh, that was visible and let the insurrection message uh, take over. And, you know, who knows if they had established that they were coming out to have a meeting or inviting people in for a meeting, um, perhaps the whole breaking into the building never would have happened. I mean, you just... You just don't know because um, it could have been that that was the, the thing that was boiling over for people was that they weren't listening. So I am not a fan of Mike Pence, and I, I know you spoke well of him recently. Did I? I, I am neither a fan nor a person who's against any of this. Uh, what? Okay. See, what you got under, what I think we all have to understand, and what I understand is nothing that has to do with January 6th is about facts or truth. It's all about the right not wanting to be associated with it and then the left using it for political reasons, period. Well, you got that there's, right. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing that that any anybody tells me or says to me from a left or right political perspective that I, that I believe, right? And I... I think that it's so politicized now that we just need to forget about it and move on. Don't worry about what the left says. Don't worry. Vote out the people on the right that you feel don't listen to you. You know, there was a guy for, uh, I, I forgot his name now. Uh, I, after the new maps came out of the, uh, the Michigan uh, Democrat Redistricting Commission, I asked for someone from the Republican Party or from someone who knows of knowledge of this mapping, this whole situation. His name was Mike something. And I asked for someone and they said, well, you can, uh, we'll give you Mike. And I sent an email to Mike. Mike never responded. Now, Mike was one of those guys that I went off on because he just savaged with just nasty words. Uh, Trump. 
So he's a Trump hater. And let me see here. Let me see if I can find real quickly. So my point being is this. These guys will sit there and attack and attack and attack Trump or Trump supporters. Republicans, too. And then when you want to talk right. to them uh, to, to uh, try to gauge why they feel the way they do or try to tell them what was really going on or what was really in the people's they don't want to hear from you because it has nothing to do uh, with um, with Trump it has nothing to do or well maybe it does have to do with Trump they just hate his guts because it because maybe the jealousy of what he did for the party and bringing in so many new people and you know these people want to be prim and proper Republicans and make a long story short you get my idea they won't come on air even to talk about something when I wasn't going to talk about Trump, uh, because I'm assuming this guy had heard, it got back to him, what I said about him and what I thought of him. So then six months later, he wouldn't come on the show. And nobody <laughs> from the Republican Party would come on the show because I asked the Republican Party to give me someone who knows a lot about this, uh, the part about the redistricting. And... The, that's the person they gave me. He was um, uh, didn't even bother to get back in touch with me. So. Well, you make a really good point because I do believe that we have a chance to have a Republican wave in November. I, I think there is a, a, a serious chance, especially given the way things are going right now. But if we reelect people like Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, Mike Pence, um, these these people who who sat around like Shirky sat around and did nothing when we needed their help to uh, bring truth to the whole election uh, issues and, and seem to be incompetent at finding any way to hold Biden accountable for destroying our country. Uh, I think that Republican wave won't make a difference. It has to be people like Trump who are thinking about doing things entirely differently and breaking away from the, uh, traditional establishment strategy. Right. And, and being for the people, because these other ones are not for the people. They are for the themselves first and the party second is, is what right. I believe. And, and they'll right. tell you they're for the people. Again, people, these left, all of the left and a good portion of the right still don't get it. They don't get yeah. why people like Trump. They don't get they can't believe you can't look past his uh, his rough nature. Uh, the fact that if you try to beat him up, he'll come at you worse. Now, I respect that because that's the way I am. You know, uh, I, I'm saying if you try to beat him up in lies, using lies. Right. Right. It, it is. And I try to tell these people behind the scenes. I've had many a discussion with these people. You don't get it. Why do you think that guy, with all he's done, with his name calling and everything else, and by the way, I ask him, how is that name calling any different than Joe Biden and his name calling? Or every yeah. single Democrat out there who every day gets on air and calls uh, Republicans Nazis and racist and, you know, why is it that okay on their side? Well, it's not okay. Then why don't you go after that? Well, Rank, we got to right. stick to the, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
I said, you guys just don't get it. Whether I said whether yeah. Trump meant it or not, people believed in him. People believed that he was working for them. They finally have someone who who sees uh, is is willing to uh, take the arrows to expose what's really going on in Washington. Right, and there aren't enough of those. There's few. I want to thank you very much for your show because I think you do a great job of helping keep get these issues, you know, so that people will open their eyes. You know, I think I think it's communication, constant communication, and right. uh, and shows like yours really enable that. Thank you very much, Melanie. I appreciate that. Uh, that went a lot longer than I thought. I'm sorry for those of you. I saw one guy dropped off who was going to be next. So if you can call back in and let my call screener know it was you, uh, I'll certainly jump on that call for you. Two six nine four four one nine five nine five. So many of these Republicans want that cookie cutter just out of acting school president. Or representative. They don't like the rebellious ones. And that's where a big a lot of the problem comes. These people just don't get it. Yes, do I wish Trump wouldn't have uh, did what he did in, in certain, uh, certain times, the names he called and whatever he did? Only because, because I'm adult enough to look past that. I'm adult enough to know I want to measure him by what he's trying to do for us or what he did. Others get all entangled in that emotional stuff. So for that perspective, I wish he wouldn't, he would have done less of the tweeting and less of the name calling so he can get reelected because now look what we have. And I just wonder if all those people who voted for Biden will sit back and admit or at least see what they 